you consider how much false doctrine is taught on the subject of baptism today, it seems that too many religious people are, quote, slipping on the ice. I'm going to talk about what that means in this, the 46th edition of Sound Teaching. One of the hotly disputed texts concerning the subject of baptism is found in the second chapter of Acts. The verse in question is verse 38, which states, Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now this passage seems on the surface to teach that baptism is a necessary part of a man's salvation. However, we know that most denominational groups today deny the necessity of being baptized to have your sins remitted or washed away. A common explanation of Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 is that the apostle is affirming the need to be baptized because their sins had already been remitted. Now we shall show this contention to be false by examining both the context of the passage and also engaging in a word study which explains the meaning of the word translated for as in for the remission of sins in the passage. First of all, context. The apostle Peter here addressed a group of individuals who had been guilty of the great sin of killing the Lord. He stated in verse 36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you've crucified, both Lord and Christ. This proclamation to those who accepted its reality must have been quite unsettling. Inspiration reveals their response in verse 37. When they heard this, they were cut to the heart, and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Now let's stop here for a moment and review the events of the day. Peter and the other apostles, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, were for the first time revealing the great mystery of redemption. The gospel message was preached, culminating in the indictment of those present, You killed the Lord. And the response of those Jews revealed two things. First, that they believed the message. Knowing that they were guilty of the blood of Jesus, they responded with a request for information detailing how to escape that guilt. And second, they were willing to do whatever Peter revealed was necessary in order to obtain the aforementioned redemption. Therefore, Peter's next statement reveals for us what individuals who are convicted of sin and who have believed the testimony of the gospel must do in order to obtain that redemption. Now, according to many religious people, the response of Peter would have been, well, now that you have believed God saved you, you don't have to do anything in order to have your sins removed. God removed them at the point of your faith. But, of course, that's not what Peter said. In response to their question, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized. A simple answer to a simple question designed to reconcile them to God. But what about that little Greek word, ice, which is translated for in the passage? E-I-S is transliterated from the Greek. Some contend that the word for in verse 38 means because of. In effect, that Peter said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ because of the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, while it is indeed true that the Greek word eis, E-I-S, can mean because of, 
It's more commonly defined differently. Thayer, on page 183 of his lexicon, defined ice in the following way. A preposition governing the accusative and denoting entrance into. Notice that, denoting entrance into or direction and limit. Into, to, towards, for, or among. According to Thayer, it denotes entrance into, whether in regard to place or time. And when used metaphorically, it retains the force of entering into anything. On page 184, Thayer states, After verbs of coming, going, leading, etc., ice is joined to nouns designating the condition or state into which one passes, falls, etc., And so applied to our passage, after baptism, one passes into the state of having his sins remitted or taken away. In effect, we obtain the remission of sins after we repent and are baptized, not before. Using another passage, we can clarify that contention. In Matthew chapter 26 and verse 28, the same phrase is used. When Jesus, while instituting his supper, said, For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many, notice, my blood shed for many for the remission of sins. The question must be asked, was Jesus' blood shed because the sins of man had already been taken away or in order to obtain remission for man? Well, The answer is obvious. And it is just as obvious in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 that repentance and baptism is in order to obtain remission. The attempts of man to explain away plain Bible truths, as always, has failed. Peter stated that in order to have your sins taken away, as a believer, you must repent and be baptized. It's what the Jews on Pentecost had to do, and it is what we today must do to be reconciled with God. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the West Side Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation, or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.